Welcome everyone to Setting an Impossible Goal. This month, we're really going to be looking at the whole next year ahead of you. We're going to challenge you for the next 365 days for the following year. Or, you know, if, if this is December and you're doing this, this is going to be your goal for next next year. This is your New Year's resolution. If not, then, um, you know, this will just be a goal for the next 365 days. And what you're going to do is to challenge yourself to set a goal that feels impossible. Challenge yourself to set a goal that helps you actually reach your dreams, right? We don't want to just set an impossible goal that isn't actually what you really want to be doing. We want to set an impossible goal that me leads you to go closer to your dreams. Now, why do we call it impossible? Like, does that mean that we don't expect you? Like we think that you can't achieve it? Not really. Here's the thing that happens when you try to set a goal that's really big, that really stretches you. Your brain's like, that's impossible. We can't do that. And so you're just going to be like, yeah, I agree. Already on board. This goal is impossible. We can't do it but we're going to try anyways. We're still going to go after it. Because here's the thing about an impossible goal. Reaching the goal is like the icing on the cake, right? Reaching the goal is like the cherry on top of the sundae. It's the part that's like sweet and fun, but the reason to go after the goal is how you will change and evolve in the process. It's about who you will become. It's about what you will learn. It's about all the ways that it will stretch and challenge you to meet that goal um, over a year's time. You will be, if you go after an impossible goal for a whole year, you will be a different person. You will be so much closer to the person who really can live out your dreams. And so you really want to set a goal that's going to stretch you, that's going to, um, to challenge you and it's going to change you. So when you set your impossible goal, you're going to feel it. Let it like set the goal and then feel it in your body. And if you feel like you want to throw up, probably a good goal. <laughs> if you feel like you believe it, you're like, yeah, I can totally do that. It's not big enough. Stretch yourself further. You want it to feel impossible because the process of going after something that feels impossible is what will change you. So if, if you start and you're like, yeah, actually, I'm, I totally got that, then like double it or make it bigger, whatever that would look like for you. Um, and so you want to set the impossible goal. Now, some of you may be watching this and being like, yeah, no, thanks. I don't want to set an impossible goal. And the reason that you don't want to set the impossible goal, I guess, is because you don't want to fail, right? You're thinking that's impossible. What if I fail at it? And when you don't want to fail, you're not willing to stretch and grow yourself and go after new things. And honestly, you're not going to be able to achieve your dreams. Failure is the only way. You have to fail to find, to, to learn something new so that you can try again, so that you fail and you learn something new from it. Failure literally is the process to reaching your dreams. And so if you don't want to set a goal because you're afraid that you're going to fail at it, 
we're going to, we, we got you. We're going to help you on that this whole year. Go ahead and set it because the process of getting there is going to be so worth it. And it's what's going to get you to your dreams. If you have other reasons you don't want to set it, we'd love to hear about those in your coaching sessions. We can talk through that, but I just want to challenge you. Be brave. That's something that feels impossible. Agree with your brain that it's impossible. And then let's move on to actually start doing it. So Amy, tell us what the first step is to start going after our impossible goal once we've set it. Okay, beautiful. Um, the first step for me, at least, and, and I know for all of us is, to be future focused. It's one of the keys to making impossible goals. I like actually visualizing myself as if I was on this timeline and seeing myself float above the timeline from where I'm at right now, float above it, go over to where I've actually reached it and just drop into that space and see what it's like, feel what it's like to actually be there. So it's kind of similar to what we talked about last month that when you're working on a big impossible goal, you want to notice where your brain naturally goes to by default. By default, it wants to go where it has evidence, which is your past. It wants to say, yeah, you've done this before. You can do it again. And like Stacy said, if it's not that big of a goal, you're going to feel like no problem. If it's an impossible goal that you've never done and you have no evidence, your brain's going to freak out a little bit. So just plan on that. If you look to your past for evidence, then um, that you can do something different or big, then you're going to find thoughts like this is easy, but if you're looking for evidence that you've never done this before, you're going to find yourself going, but I've never done this before. And that's true. You've never done it before. And that's not a problem ever. Or you might find yourself thinking it's harder than I expected. Again, that's totally true because it's new and new things take energy that you haven't had to use in the past. So it's just when your brain's offering you those kind of thoughts. In fact, I worked with an athlete this morning that exactly, she said that she goes, but I've never done it before. I said, exactly. So what? what, what do you want to make that mean? There's a lot of things that we haven't done before, but we still want them. So do it anyways, like Stacy said, it's just your brain, your brain's habit of just trying to protect you. That's what your brain's supposed to do. It's protecting you from trying something it's never done before. That seems like a tiger and threatening, which it isn't. So just be aware of it. Just be aware of those thoughts. Don't get stuck on them. Don't linger in them expect them and you won't be surprised. Imagine what it's going to be like if you dropped into it. Like I was saying, if you imagine yourself right now, how you are, and you went to future focused and you dropped into the space, it's kind of fun to see how long does my brain think it would take to actually drop into that space where I'm actually living in that space. Imagine what it would be like in the future when you've accomplished this goal and what kind of athlete you would have become along the way, because it is a journey, like Stacy said, that is the thing that we're working on is changing us, not always just the goal, because the goal, the excitement of the goal, it's very brief, honestly, you stand on the podium for a few moments, and you celebrate for a few days, and then you're on to the next goal. So it's the journey, picture the journey of the ups and downs, where you're able to handle all of it. And if you're in this future space, and you drop in, and you look back, and you go, Oh, yeah, those are some those are some ups and downs, picture it, see it. And then you can feel that deep sense of pride and satisfaction for having um, committed and persevered because that's the type of person that you are, a future-focused person with limitless possibilities. So Ali is going to talk to us about um, the impossible goal and what it means and, and some other pieces of the goal. So Ali, go ahead and take it away. Okay, so Stacy kind of gave you that explanation of an impossible goal, but I want you to imagine a graph right now, okay? And so you have your y-axis and you have your x-axis. And how many of you have actually set a goal 
where it's zero to 365 days and your graph is going linearly perfectly to that line. Like you're just going to completely be perfect and succeed until you get to that goal. Absolutely nobody. If you think you have, that is definitely not true. Okay. My favorite are those like little memes with the graphs that like squiggly line, like of like how you think your goal is going to go and how it actually goes. Right. Like those are the best. And that is reality. We are always going to fail. Like Stacy said, you, you reach your goals on a pile of failures. You totally do. You fail and you learn and you try, and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And one of the best ways to help yourself get through that too, is to plan for it. Don't expect this magical experience of no tough times of getting to this impossible goal. I set this impossible goal. They said that I'm going to be able to get to it. And so it is just going to be amazing the entire time. Yeah, there is going to be things that are hard and you're going to work through it and you're going to use our tools, but plan for those failures. And then how are you going to overcome them? When your brain is um, less surprised by those failures, it's like, oh yeah, I said to myself that I might um, have a little bit of a tweak in my ankle. Like my ankle has been sore, so I might not get to practice as many hours as I want to. So what am I going to plan to do when I do have a sore ankle? Oh, I'm going to do extra visualization. I'm going to do some rehab. I'm going to do extra strength work. There are always things that you can be doing. And so when you can pre-plan for those failures and plan that you're going to reach your goal on a pile of failures, it is going to be a much better process and more fun. And your brain is just more prepared. And even if it's something that, you know, we can't predict everything. I mean, how many of us predicted COVID, right? Like probably not a lot of us, (laughs) but you probably came up with a scenario already that you planned for ways that you're going to help get through it. And you can apply those to that scenario. So planning for those failures, planning how you're going to overcome them, that is going to help set you up to get that squiggly path and end at the top. Okay. So Stacy or Ryan, we're up. back to Amy. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Okay, good. <laughs> we're in a different order on our screens. Okay. Uh- So Ryan's down here. Ryan. (laughs) Oh, we're back. There we go. Okay. (laughs) So um, mental rehearsal. This was a little bit about what we talked about last month, but let's retouch it and let's make sure that we fully understand it. And I'm going to give you a small illustration when we're done. Mental rehearsal. How often do you rehearse your goals inside your head? usually every day, right? Or at least you should be, at least while you're at practice, while you're thinking about practice, when you're at, when you're doing um, your sport, anything you need to do, you are mentally thinking about your goal and encouraging you to take what Ali just said, don't mentally prepare yourself for a nice, smooth ride. Okay. Make it all. (laughs) I'm going to fall off the beam. I'm going to strike out. I'm going to miss this jump shot. And now I'm going to do this and I'm going to visualize it differently next time and next time and making those visualizations. That's a big word for me. I don't know why. (laughs) Real, make them realistic. And so the mental rehearsements that you do inside your head over and over and over again will dictate your actions and your results. How, How many of you guys have ever seen Cool Runnings? Ever seen that show? Okay, I think we all have. Who would have thought, okay, talk about an impossible goal. 
Jamaica bobsled team? Really? They've never even seen ice. An impossible goal. The night before, they go and they come down the Olympic track or the Olympic sled run, whatever it is. Everybody goes out to clear their head and have a good time. What is the driver doing? You guys remember? He's rehearsing the track. He's in the bathtub like this with the pictures of the track. And he's mentally rehearsing every move that he needs to make to actually win that race. And if you remember what happens, they crash. Their sled breaks. One of the worst crashes in Bob hit Bob's sled history, but yet they finish and everybody cheers and everybody remembers mental rehearsement. And that was what Amy or Stacy was talking about. I love what she said. I may mess up, but I'm going to try. And I'm going to do that over and over again. And then connecting with your feelings, your feelings are what's going to drive everything guys. So feel what's going to happen in your sport, in your, in your life, feel everything. And then let that open up into the most beautiful mental rehearsements that you do over and over and over again. And if you have to think about cool runnings, cause it's one of my favorite movies. Hey, Amy, are you going to do the daily worksheet? I am. Okay. I love that. I love that we all started moving when you were <laughs> Everybody's like, we're going down the path. Because <laughs> <laughs> you will feel it. You'll feel yourself moving. And if you, if you are um, a competitive athlete, you know that when you start imagining and, and feeling it, your body does move with the moments and the movements of, of what you want to have happen. Okay. So this week, the daily work, we're going to work on just collecting data and we call it the scientific method. And you guys should all know that and the scientific method from school. So all you're going to do is start filling in a little a little sheet of when you want to hit a goal, it's not the motivation behind it, the energy behind it is emotional, like Ryan said. But the results are just facts. It's just the results and the results can be tweaked with data. So if you see the data and you go, you know what? I kind of slapped on doing my mental work this week. I started not only not getting any water in, I wasn't sleeping as well. I was only getting five hours of sleep. You collect the data and you can see what's going on. When you can see what's going on, it's a lot easier to change something. Now we don't want to change 10 things. You take one thing and you go, well, you know what? This week I'm going to work on doing five minutes of being still visualizing and feeling what I wanna to feel today at, at practice. Five minutes, we can do that. And then you see that you're doing that. Now this week, I'm gonna add more water to my, my game. And this week, I'm gonna add maybe a half hour more sleep. And you tweak one thing at a time and you collect the data. But don't try to change everything at the same time, guys. We all want to, we're athletes. We like to get everything done at the same time. Tweak one thing at a time, collect the data, and then do models on it. That is the goal for this month, is just start seeing what's actually happening. Get the facts down. The goals are about facts. They're not about um, emotions, honestly. The driver is the emotion, but when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, you gotta see what's actually happening. And when you collect the data, you're gonna feel more empowered because you're gonna see, oh, I really didn't do these things the way I normally do, but I did do this and I was feeling better here and this, it's just so much easier to see what's going on. Do the models on what your data is saying. That's one of the big things about the models is when you receive this data, what are you gonna make it mean about you and your abilities and your willingness to move forward with this goal, okay? All right, Stacey, you wanna wrap up? 
Yeah. So one of the things I want to say that I didn't say in the beginning that reflects into this daily work is that you want your impossible goal to be measurable. Mm. You want your possible goal to be, it's data. It's something that at the end of the year, you know, I hit it or I didn't hit it. So I worked with a basketball player and her impossible goal was to, to have a 20 point game. And so at the end of the year, she would know if she did it, if she did it once or twice, or, you know, um, maybe your impossible goal is an all around score at, you know, one meet or at a particular meet, or maybe your impossible goal is improving your batting average by such and such percentage, but like get something that is, that feels impossible, but that's measurable and then figure out what those metrics are going to be to measure it. So um, and then that way you can do this scientific method when you're like, okay, if I tweak visualization, did that change the number of, you know, and I did that for three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row. And did that, did that move the metric at all? Or you're just going to try different things until you move that metric. So make sure it's actually, um, measurable. You guys got this. We're here for you. We are going to be coaching you on this all month long. Let's do it together. We all set impossible goals for ourselves. We're going to be setting it for our company. We're going to be setting it for our personal lives. And we are here with you to get these impossible goals because we care about the person that we are going to become in the process of getting there. All right. See you this month. Bye.